0: Welcome to Level Up with Sherelle and Danny. We're here to help you take your health, fitness and mindset to the next level. It's time to level up. Hello and welcome to episode 13 of Level Up with Sherelle and Danny. Now, every time that we record, it's an exciting time, but <laughs> look who's here. We have a very special guest today. Now, this special guest is the founder of the Sports Model Project. She is a speaker and educator. She is the WBFF World Champ of 2016, and she's a bloody amazing human. <laughs> <laughs> the one and only Hattie Boydell. And we're so excited. Uh, this is our first guest, so you've
1: really set the bar super high. I honestly, I'm so honoured <laughs> when you girls asked me. I was just like, how could I turn that down? Like, it's, uh, such, I'm always so grateful, and it's such an opportunity, and I love what you both have done, and um, you know both of you. You know I follow both of you on social media, and um, you know it's really beautiful to see two young, amazing women uh, taking over this space. You know, it's, for me, it's quite a male-dominated space, and you girls are doing such a great job. And to see so many young women want to listen and learn from you, you know, is such a, a beautiful position because um, you know you're serving others, right? Mm, so you, you go, we always go through our own self-development so that we can serve others and take people down the path um, that we've been through. And uh, yeah, you guys are essentially creating space for us. So thank you so much. I'm really honoured to be here. Thank you. To have you.
0: And for those of you who don't know, Hattie has been my coach this whole ride. So uh, many moons ago, when I was a little Bambi on ice, <laughs> <laughs> which we'll talk about later. Um, yeah, Hattie, you've had your helping hand the whole way, and a lot of who I am, particularly in this industry, is a mirror of what you've taught me and. So I'm always honoured for everything. So thank you. Oh,
2: yes. (laughs) I think a lot of people um, know know exactly who's sitting between us, Hattie. And everyone sort of looked up to you. So it's been beautiful to watch how you've grown throughout your own journey as well. And I still remember that um, Oxygen magazine, that cover of you on there being like, who is that? Who is that? And then I looked you up and yeah been Pretty much fangirling ever since. So, oh, can't believe you're Thank on my couch. <laughs> she's on your couch right now. Yeah,
1: so. On the couch, spanked your bum, you know. Oh, into... It's all happening. That's what
0: dreams are, dreams are made of. You know <laughs> you've made it when
2: Hattie spanked your bum. Oh, God. Anyways, we could really go on a roller coaster
0: here. Oh, so, Hattie's been through lots of journeys herself and she's definitely left her mark in the fitness industry and now mm. the educating space. Um, obviously, being down in Melbourne for your seminar with Sebastian, which I was lucky enough to be a part of of and always learning a lot so it's really cool to see you always level up so to speak and that's what it's about Um, so what are some of the things that have led you to become who you are today in such a powerful presence
1: well thank you so much um I've had I feel like I've lived a thousand lives in in 31 years and uh, it's taken me quite a few years to really recognize uh you know my greatest gifts were from my darkest moments and I think I said this at the seminar. You know, when I was in high school, I never thought I would be a personal trainer. I thought I was going to be a, a TV presenter or a comedian. Then I realised I had to be really good at public speaking, which I was petrified of, and I had to be able to tell jokes, which I I don't have. And and it wasn't till I guess I went through a, a quite a tough moment with um, anorexia that it led me to the space I am now. And um, actually, you know, hospital was the place where I looked around and I thought. Oh my God! There's so many other women suffering, and I felt like I was the only one that was strong enough to suffer, and I didn't want those girls to suffer. So I thought, well, how do I, how do I help these women? And I'm like, well, far out! I've got to do the do my work, do the my own work first, so that I can get out of this bloody place and and help them. And um, I was introduced to to weight training from security guards um, wow. that my, my sister took me out when I was underage because my mom was like, just. Just to help her live a life like I just got out of hospital, yeah. and she was like, "Please, just do something." Yeah. So I'd go out underage with my sister and the security guard to be like, "You know, what do you do with those legs?" And I'm like, "Tiny little thing," yeah. but I still had muscle, which was you know the craziest thing. And um, they took me to the gym, and I was like, "Wow, what is this space?" So I combined you know the love of weight training, and then wanting to help women, and went and did my pe- personal training course. And um, so, how old were you at this time when all that was happening? So um, I was anorexic for um, ages 15, 16, 17, um, mentally anorexic till I was probably uh, in my early 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, the the mental side of that sticks around for a lot longer than the physical side and um, that was definitely though where I did a lot of learning. Mm-hmm. I did my first comp in 2011 and won you know, most of my shows but was left with a dissatisfaction because... I recognized I was doing behaviors that weren't serving me and behaviors that I recognized weren't weren't true to myself. Um, I wasn't yeah. following a process very well. Everything I did was amateur. You know, I was restricting, you know, doing it the bodybuilding way. I was, this mm. was 2011. There was no space like mm. this. There was no community of women helping each other. There were seven girls on stage. Um, I think I did the sports model category, which... You know, I'd never be able to fit into this these days. (laughs) Um, You know, and that was all a part of my journey. This is all a part of my stepping stone. And I had to go through those moments of not being satisfied and going, hold on. I know I can do better than that. Mm. Like, actually, I I can do a lot better than that. And that was when I reached out to a coach. Um, Lane Norton was my first ever coach because I wanted to – I looked at myself and I'm like, I'm sick of going through these phases of being really strict and liking Mm. the way I look to – getting on stage, being dissatisfied because I didn't honor my process either. Um, and then having, you know, being scared of fruit. And I was like, well, I'm kind of mimicking some of the patterns I'm trying to get out of. So yeah. um, I wanted to look at food as fuel. Um, I didn't want to have to cut things out again. And I knew that was going to be a process that I had to go through. And again, that was, again, a stepping stone, learning, trialing, failing forward, um, learning, learning, learning. And, um, yeah, I guess the strength training came, invo- came involved mm. and – um, that was a really big turning moment for taking the the emphasis on the way I looked yep. into the way I performed. Mm. And that took me back to like my gym days. It was all about performance. Mm. Yeah. Um, and, you know, actually that being an elite gymnast and being in an environment where I was surrounded by incredible women, my, my best friends. I trained with my best friend. I competed against my best friend, and it never interfered with our relationship. Was this when you were doing gymnastics? Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah, so I was on a gymnast for nine years, and, and it, I'm really blessed for that because that's how I modelled the sports sort project. I was, like, in a space where I felt really unsupported. I didn't really have any female friends supporting me in that time, and I thought, well, if I don't have that space, how can I create it? And our yeah. environment is so important, and this is why women love community. Mm. People love community um, because it allows them to have a safe space to thrive. And I thought, well, that's what I want my business to be. Mm. Yeah. You know, I wanted to move out of personal training and I wanted to have my elite squad of women and we all trained against each other or trained with each other, should I say, and we competed with each other um, on stage and it was, it was still love, it was still camaraderie mm. and that's how I developed the Sportswater Project. Mm yeah and i and I had it in this I had this sports sort of project in the gym for a while, and that was amazing to have all the girls together coming in and training together and then they'll all compete mm. you know and there's just love you know there was so much growth in that um and then eventually t- taking it all online to where it is now and, you know as I mentioned before we are, we do our own self development first so that we can truly serve others because we can't pe- take people down the path we've never been on before yeah and My my business has just been a mirror of my own journey, and what I learn, I teach. What I learn, I teach. What I learn, I teach. Mm. And so, they've got no choice but to go through that journey. Um, And I think a lot of girls they sign up to SNP and then they step into this space and they're like, "Whoa, what is this?" Absolutely. Uh, Because you have to lead from the front, and and I have to be true to what my my goals and my beliefs are. And you can change someone's someone physically, but it doesn't make them a happier human being. And and I would rather make a happy human being than someone that has this aesthetic you know, aesthetic look and still be miserable. Mm. And uh, you know, that's really important to me because how we treat ourselves is how we treat others and how we treat ourselves is how we treat the environment and that's a really big space that people are talking about these days and I think mm. we need to start to be really conscious and really aware of actually what environment we're living in and most people live in their head, not really what's here and mm. um, I think we lived more in here and actually in our body we'd we'd use it more than abuse it
0: mm. yeah yeah
1: that's
2: beautiful like it's really amazing to see like your own growth and really the growth of your business as well because like you said it is just a mirror reflection of who you are and everything that you've gone through yourself all your struggles and everything it's beautiful to see you model like the behaviour the strong behaviour and show other women and girls what it's supposed to be like because I know on social media like Danny, you'd agree we get messages all the time about I got a a message yesterday asking if I'd lost friends because I started taking fitness more seriously and that's some of the perception is that there is no community when with women in fitness. Right. And it's beautiful to see businesses like yours and you know, like with competing with the W WBFF how it's created relationships and friendships so much beyond the aesthetics and you're right it's not about competing against each other but it's about fostering those relationships and building a community because we all strive for that.
0: Absolutely and that was very much demonstrated uh, when you came runner-up in one of the shows and you actually fixed the crown on on Steph and then all of a sudden the quote real queens fix each other's crown and it's freaking beautiful to Mm. see like that's what it's about um Sherelle and i often get asked isn't it weird you know you guys doing a podcast together but you mm. step on stage together we're like no that's why we do this yeah. for these relationships it's like,
2: about enhancing each other absolutely it's not competing no I,
1: I think what gets missed is like when we're on stage everyone is equal yeah like that is the moment that there's no champion actually mm. right so we all stepping on stage and if I always focused on trying to be better than Danny, then how am I being better than myself? Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and losing taught me the best lessons, you know, um, my first ever I've won, <laughs> I've done a lot of um, competitions through many sports and I always won, I won a lot, mm. you know, and, um, in 2014, I think it was my first ever, first ever worlds. And it was the first show I, I didn't get called out. I didn't place. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember going back to my hotel and I said, "Mom, I don't know how I'm going to feel about this and I thought, "You know what this is what it is i I looked my best it was the first time i'd incorporate- incorporated strength training into my into my routine and it was the it was that was the first moment where I had so much passion and love in training i I'd, I'd accomplished so much before I even got on stage and that's what has kind of you know now when I prep for a show is a really big emphasis is like how can I take myself to the next level before yeah. I even get on stage. Yeah. Um but 2014, you know, didn't place and I thought, you know what? Next year I just want to get top 5. And I worked and worked and worked and worked and I got fourth. And then the next year I won and mm. um you know the following year I lost I lost the world titles and to be honest, that was a really really hard moment for me. I I cried so much. I and I and I say that because you know, tell people the truth, I, you know, and I think You know it was really unfortunate that 2016 uh you know I wanted that title and I and I got crowned and then suddenly I didn't feel I was worth it or worthy of it and that was really hard because the following year I lost it and what do you think made you feel like you weren't worth it I still hadn't done enough internal work Mm. you know and that was a big turning moment for me Mm. you've there's still stones to be unturned it's quite sad in a way um but it's again so many lessons that come from that and the ultimate failure for anyone and the ultimate failure for myself was if you can't acknowledge your success that's ultimate failure and Mm. to take every small win as it comes because if you think about the amount of work and effort that we put into our mind our body our business for that that one centimeter gain that one kilo of of muscle increase that Mm five kilos on the bar how much work had to be done for that to how I'm like to not appreciate that is you know a disservice on ourselves and I had to lose the world titles that thing I'd been wanting for years to appreciate that and you know every year now I'm like I want the title more and more and more and if I don't get it it's not that I'm not good enough it's just that's what that's what it is. Mm-hmm. But did I accomplish everything I wanted to in the lead up to that show? I can control that. No one can take that away from me. And the only person that can take away our success and our hard work is actually ourselves. It's no one else. Yeah. yeah. And that was a lesson I also had to learn. So, yeah. you know, it it forced me to come become a little bit more resilient, a little bit more grittier, but also to have a bit more self-compassion. And I think if we don't have self-compassion, it becomes, uh, you know, bullying.
2: Yeah, yeah wow. Well, we all want that crown and that title at the end of the day everyone wants that recognition but it really is what you recognize in yourself and you know you can still walk off that stage as a winner in your own eyes
0: absolutely we did cover that in our post-comp episode We, we recorded one and it was kind of like bit of a smack in the face to people of you know purely getting on stage with a shredded physique isn't enough to actually fulfill you it's the work that you do internally um before that and you always teach us that stepping on stage is the icing on the cake Mm. there's so much it's not a band aid Mm. and i think
1: you know we will you know i work with a lot of girls that want to get on stage and um you know a lot of them want to win their pro cards on their first go and i think are you i need you it's (laughs) it's gonna sound harsh Take a look in the mirror and are you pro status? Are you ready? Are you ready? Could you step yeah. on the stage in a few weeks' time against pros? Because yeah. if the answer is no, you're not pro ready. And I'm yep. sorry if that's hard, but as a coach, like that's something that I, I ask my told. girls. And the lessons aren't on stage. They're what you do every day. And the lessons are actually from not winning.
0: Yep.
1: Um, you know, build that grit, build that resilience, work hard, not just in 12 weeks, but the entire year. I'm in a space right now in this very moment where I actually, it's the first time since being anorexic that I don't want to diet. I, and I I can't remember the last time I've been like this. Mm, I actually can't. And it's a really nice space to be in. And it's taken me many, many mountains to climb to get to this place. And it doesn't just happen. It's, it's been a lot of lessons and, um, you know, looking at, it's not just getting on set, like being in shape for one, for one day. It's, anchoring into what are the things the minimum that's required for you to stay healthy and stay happy and content but also be in a way to you know a a place to push Mm. um because competing can make or break you and it's really important to have laid the foundations down early yeah so that that's just an opportunity for growth not a band-aid to hope that it's going to fix what you're not feeling and filling up right now. Mm. You know, it's just gonna dig that hole much, much deeper and you're not gonna have enough material to to build back up again.
0: Yeah. Mm. So what are some of the things that you do to build those foundations and what have you done differently to get you to this point for the first time in a long time? Uh,
1: a lot of trial and error. Mm. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um my rituals, um this is what I teach all my girls is journaling every day. Um, it's not just about dear diary, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> you know, actually recently I've been talking about my days because I've really, really been enjoying, um, you know, Melbourne for example, mm. and, and you know, the, the, the seminars that I've been teaching and also the seminar I just attended and talking about the environment and the nature that I'm around. And that's been quite nice, but, um, using it as a, a strategy or a tool. So like I mentioned before, if you can't acknowledge the wins, you know, that's, um, That's ultimate failure. So I always like to acknowledge the things I'm doing really well. Mm -hmm. Um, I also acknowledge the things that I'm not doing so well because from that I can create a strategy to then make the things that I'm not doing well the things that I'm doing well. So Mm -hmm. it's a really nice way to circulate improvement, self-improvement. And I always write, what can I improve on? Mm. So language is super important. The language that we use speaking to others, but more importantly, the language that we use in ourselves. It's not... What I, wins and losses, no, it's what I'm doing really well and what can I improve on. And then at the end, I'll write my wins. Um, and sometimes I won't have wins and that's totally okay. It's not that I'm a loser or it's not that I'm not doing anything good. It's just like nothing really stood out for me this week. Maybe next week something will. And that's yep. kind of a nice way to you know strategize. And I always like to write things I will achieve today. Again, mm, achievement yeah. um, and my list of things. And then today is going to be a great day. So... Setting myself up in the morning is super important because I deal with so many people, which is such an amazing opportunity. Mm. But if I'm not, my space isn't settled. Um, you know, it's hard for me to truly focus on other people in it in the day. You know, put your own oxygen mask on self, so it, mm. on first, so you can self care, mm. and then you can help others. Build your own house first, so you can house others. Yeah. And uh, you know, I do. I work with like over a hundred girls, and and uh, I really want to make sure that I'm solid so that I can give them the, the love and respect uh, and the information and education and the right coaching that they need, uh, which is really important to me. Yeah. So journaling, a meditation um, uh, every morning. And my meditation and my breathing is kind of, you know, together. I used to use Headspace a lot. And then I decided, you know what, I don't want to listen to anyone. I'm not going to put a timer on. I'm just going to sit, focus purely on diaphragmatic breathing, Uh, and my brother taught me this is like when you want to be, you know, when you, when your brain says that's enough, you don't stop, you Mm. push it a little bit more. Mm. And then when you're ready, you don't. And I've been doing this thing at the moment and it's really helped in my building, um, season, which is most of the time been a really difficult process for me. I won't lie. Mm. Um, at the end of my breathing, I literally touch my entire body and I'm normally naked when I do it. No. And, oh, oh, oh. Wow. I, how do I, I, I get this hello. gig? Seriously, it feels like someone's touching me it's not myself. <laughs> and it's the nice and I like literally nothing gets missed. Everything gets touched. It's like this out of body sense. Yeah and, and, and I but I hug myself and I and I and I feel myself smiling like yeah. mm. and at the end I always say, you know, thank you so much for this mind, for this body, for the experience and I'll say some sort of gratitude and yeah and I go on a love walk to get some coffee and, and it's like mm. that makes such a difference and I feel it when I when I've missed it. I really yeah. don't like missing it. And yeah. um, that's really helped and then training I just love training so much um, mm. even after however, how long I've been doing it for my side when I was like 17, 31 now, 14 years and that before that I was a you know a gymnast and when you start to shift from punishment, you know, to using know from abuse to use um it changes the whole game it changes the whole picture when you walk into the gym it's an opportunity to become better and move body at move body move better and um, i think that you know strength training did a lot for me but you know strength training there's there's more to training than that and movement is king Mm. you know being able to move your body whatever that feels like for you if it's dancing if it's Mm. ballet if it's yoga pilates i think people that you know, do this kind of training, always, you know, look down on this training. Yep. But it's not. It's not that at all. It's it's whatever's going to get you moving and whatever makes yep. you feel good. And I think that's really important. And eventually you we outgrow things. I'm sure we all started at some point where we were just doing random things and whatever our friends wanted us to do. And then suddenly yep. we decided we want to get serious because we want to take ourselves to another level, yep. right? Mm-hmm. So we've all climbed mountains yep. and then we'll never stop climbing. It's okay. so true. And I think it's something that a lot of people um, – do is
2: when they get into fitness they try something that's generic or they go to they try to go to weights and they try to do something and they don't like it so they go, Nah it's not for me mm-hmm. and they throw it out but they don't realise that like fitness is just not this isolated little niche thing it's everything it's everything that embody embodies us and it can be explored in so many different ways you can be doing you know animal flow you can be doing Mm. f45 you can be doing pilates you can be doing running like you can be doing walks on the beach like it really is everything and even though bodybuilding and strength training it really is a small niche area there's so much more there's so much more out there so you know if you have tried something and you've you've you're forcing yourself, and I think I said this on my Instagram post the other day, if you're forcing yourself and you're hating your training, you're doing it wrong. Yep. Like, move yes. on and find something that you love, because that's when you'll flourish.
0: Definitely, and mm. ask for help. We This yeah. is the theme of our podcast. We always say, find someone who's doing what you want to do, mm. and just ask for help. It's okay, yeah. and people love helping, mm. you know? You're a coach,
1: you have a coach. I'm a coach, I have coaches.
0: <laughs> you're a coach,
1: you have coaches. Absolutely. Like, you know, there's a, there can be an... And I was like this in the beginning. I was like, no, nah, I don't want any help. I'm going to do it myself. Yeah, I was the same. <laughs> no, nah, I don't. I, I want to be the person that I'm thanking all the time. Yeah. And it gets to a point where you... No you're one can ceiling. take my fame. Yeah. So I was like, this is me. A, you get to a ceiling. Yes. Right? Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Okay. How do I get out of this house and I move to the next building? It's like, yep. you know, don't be afraid to... You know, I love thanking other people. I mm. love teamwork. Mm. Teamwork makes the dream work. Sure does. And um, mm. it's really nice to be able to you know bounce of other people i know that my with the smp i've got coaches now um beautiful coaches you know clients that have become coaches and you know friends that have become coaches and i love being in that space and being able to talk to people and everyone's going to have something you know a a different outlook on things or perspective and it really can help and um yeah yeah, if there's someone that is doing what you want to do then you know reach out and get some get some help or you know get a coach and mm. do some learning and I've had different coaches, and I've learned something from all of them, you know, good and bad, and I think that's really important for our own growth mm. yeah
0: definitely, and we must always be a student. Yeah. To life, not mm. just a, a coach or someone. But if we look at the world with a child like mine, you know, when you're young, everything would impress you. Like I was Everything's we exciting. Were, oh. we When you watch
2: up. a kid, you're like, look at them, fascinated yeah. that rock.
0: <laughs> but even walking up here today, Hattie he, we were walking past a, a little there were two roses and oh Hattie stopped goodness. and she literally stopped and smelt the rose and I'm like, That's beautiful. Like how often does someone actually appreciate that? And mm. then you told the flower that it was beautiful. And I'm I like, flowers, my heart just like melted. Sh-
1: I was in the park the other night. Like, oh, you're beautiful but so are you I'm not, not you're all beautiful I'm you're, I can't I'm not I'm not you're all, you're, you're all great you're all beautiful I'm like I'm not I'm not what's the word I'm tapering yeah I'm tapering.
2: but I feel like this takes a long time like you've been yeah. journaling and practicing gratitude and truly practicing gratitude and appreciating what's around you yeah. and it it's a frame of mind that you've got to really work on to put yourself in because we are in sort of uh, this world where we do fixate on the bad yeah. and you know the, the cup is always half empty it's just the way society sort of is so mm. you know you don't realise that something that you take for granted others would wish for they would mm. wish for the flower in their backyard yeah. whereas other people mm. might look at it and go oh you know that, that's got thorns all over it but yeah. everyone's mm. just got their own different perspective on things and you've got to take your energy and distribute it in a positive way and that's something that journaling like has helped me to be like what am I grateful for and mm. even Luke will push me and it I'm like I'm not grateful for any like what am I grateful for today and he's like Sherelle you're in a warm bed or like mm-hmm. you know you just gotta find something so small and it's like I'm grateful for you know a roof over my head like it's yeah. cliche but when you look around and it's there was this video going around on Facebook and it was this um little boy and he was over in like Vietnam or something like that for christmas he got a banana.
0: Oh that's right we spoke about yeah! it on the other podcast and, and he was just ecstatic yeah. oh, how yeah. amazing Will he Smith was. We posted it on yep. his Instagram and yep. it was just it just was like wow. Yep. Like it just puts things into perspective yep.
2: and, and even the other, um yesterday at work actually I had I was looking after a, um, a young girl who was only 17 and she um, asked me if I had a spare toothbrush. Oh, and that just oh, broke yeah. my heart because I was like, wow, like mm. you take so much for granted.
0: Mm. I suppose well, being high achievers and always mm. looking for that next step to climb in the mountain, it is easy, well, for me personally, to forget the journey and everyone's like, Danny, you're doing so well, you're killing it, this and that. But my focus is always like, what's next, mm. what's next? But then like when i actually stop to acknowledge what we've done it's like shit okay and you're allowed to be proud of yourself and look yeah, at us we're, we're sitting yep like, yeah, look at us. We've got Hattie between us. <laughs> Hattie sandwich. The a Hattie sandwich. <laughs> yeah, the
2: things literally like, you know, when I was that young girl looking at that Oxygen cover magazine and you look to where you are now and you're like, wow, like if you do believe in yourself and you push yourself and you surround yourself with the right
1: people, you can achieve the things that you want to.
0: Definitely.
1: Yeah. That's um, something you say to girls. I'm like, don't let other people believe in you more than you believe in yourself. And that one, mm. I got told that before. I was like, man, I've got some believing to do because I was in such a shaky yeah shaky point and it was like mm. that's so true and self belief should be the backbone of our success and i think that we're so scared to be judged but everyone wants to be everyone wants to be in the arena but no mm. one wants to be booed at mm. and mm. you know i've been booed at many times and that was that was you know it's it, that was hard yeah. um but i've had so much cheering and i'm so grateful you know for the love and support i've been shown by so many so many people and, you know, that's the thing that we should we should focus on because we, we can't please everyone for that, that thing. But also, we have to stay true to ourselves and what our mm. message is. And if we're constantly thinking of, of the people that maybe won't like our stuff, then we're not serving the people that will. And mm. if we can help one person, if, if we can create a small change, a little flip, um, then that's our job that's mm. all we need to do it's not about trying to change millions you know mm. my biggest thing is how can i invite, how can i help the environment and how can i encourage people to just be more conscious of what our tax is on the you know on the on on the earth mm. Um, mm. and it's like it's quite hard to do that because you can't tell people what to do but no you know yeah. encourage that, that thought process is important
0: lead by example i suppose um i've seen people reshare when they're picking up plastic and tagging you yeah so you're, just, you're just being truly authentic yeah. to you and then yeah it leads by example yeah
2: Definitely. in saying that when you say that you know you've had people that have booed for you and i know social media you everyone like we all put ourselves out there so much so how do you distribute your energy and and protect it as well when mm. you do have people that boo like they're always going to be out there and you're never going to be everyone's cup of tea and please everyone Mm. you just got to do you Um, but how do you I guess manage that internally
1: you know working on my yeah saving energy has been a been a hard lesson to learn actually yeah the mindset is really important focusing on the things that we're doing really well and and Mm. my my clients are the prime example of all the things that I'm doing really well and then yeah just surrounding myself with beautiful loving people and uh, the journaling and the meditation's always helped, and you know what to be honest like i 'm really really lucky i've get so much love, and this is you know you 've got to take this is the way it is you 've got to take both, but mm-hmm. definitely um you know i 'm an extrovert, but I love my introvert time I love being on my own and mm-hmm. um you know sometimes staring to space nature 's a big one for me mm-hmm. um, Breathing has been the biggest change in in being able to um self-regulate um, diaphragmatic breathing it was really great you know the weekend i did the ben pokolsky um in Sarchev, um training camp but he spoke a lot about breathing and what was really awesome was the first day that he spoke was all the things he spoke about with meditation anchoring parts of self breathing i was like i'm only doing that with smp and that was really awesome uh could take the breathing stuff a little further so i'd like to do that um, and I'm also working with a neuroscientist. So mm. she's been, um, she's one of the S&P girls and um, she's come on board as one of our coaches. And, you know, she's been helping us navigate and, and recognize and understand what parts of our nervous systems come up um, with different triggers. And how do we navigate through that? How do we recognize what's the feeling in our bodies? And then how do we then bring us back to a self energy? Because mm. um, we have self. But there are parts of us that show up. So if you think of think of the different states that you are in, the different energies that come up. There's a different energy of Sherelle or Danny when she turns to, she comes to the gym. Mm. There's a different energy of Danny when she's with a patient. She's a different Danny when she's with her friend. She's a different Sherelle when she's with her friends. Different Sherelle maybe with, when you're with your partner. Mm. You know, to what you know, these are all parts of our personality that actually stem from um, how our our nervous system our limbic system deals with the environment that we're in mm. and some can be a really high arousal and some can be a low arousal mm. and we have like a window of consciousness or a, a self-energy and it can go up and down but when it gets out of that window that's when high anxiety can happen or depression so hyper and mm. hyper arousal mm. and so that's been a really cool thing to um work with on her i've realized that i had been doing all of that stuff you know Navigating myself through anorexia on my own. I, I never thought of anorexia as me. I thought of it as something else yeah. that I couldn't quite control. And that was actually a really big way for me to actually overcome anorexia because so I got out of there much quicker than most girls did because it wasn't me. Mm. You didn't, was identify quick, didn't identify yourself yeah. as it. Didn't identify myself with it. It yeah. had all the qualities of a person I hated. And, mm. I, and I was like, this thing. I was like, Mum, I think I've got bipolar <laughs> or mm. schizophrenia. Like, that's how disassociated I was from this thing but I couldn't un, like not control it. Yeah. And so that disassociation helped me to part ways with it later. And yeah. when I started speaking to Michelle about it, I was like, oh, my God, I've been doing this stuff like the last 13 years without naming things. So I'd be like, oh, my mm-hmm. God, when I show up to the gym, I'm like a beast. I call yeah. myself the beast. When I'm on stage, I'm like the lion. Yeah. And then when we started to go through the curriculum that she'd set for myself and my coaches, I was like, far out. This explains everything. This yeah. I was like... personality I get it like they're all triggers you know from from the environment that I'm in and they have to show up to get what I want to get done and but then how do I bring myself back to self energy and so Mm. that's been like a huge puddle to to, or ocean to jump into and and Mm. swim through at the moment and um, we're now we'll be like kind of rolling out a curriculum for the girls to understand what's going on with their nervous system because you know everyone experiences trauma at some point in their life and it shows up in many different forms in day-to-day activities and people mm. can't quite understand what's going on for them. Why yeah. am I so anxious? And it's not that you're anxious, you get anxious. Yeah. Again, yes. disassociate yourself with that feeling and, and how do we bring ourselves back? Yeah. And, you know, I've experienced a lot of anxiety in the last, you know, particularly 2019 was a really hard year for me. Mm. And thank God I started working with the neuroscientist because she could help me navigate my way through this, this grieving and I'm sadness and all this stuff. Yeah. And um, you know, now when I'm not in that space, it's a super powerful toolbox to have mm-hmm. um, and skill to have because I can really use it to my advantage. So, yep. um, yeah, and all my coaches as well, we, we deal with a lot of girls. And um, how do we then do our, you know, how do we meet them and know what they're going through to give them the right coaching? And this yeah. is when coaching gets so complex because it is
2: complex like and it's what people don't understand is like this stuff is deep and it's taken like you can hear in Hattie how how passionate and how understanding and self-aware she is Mm. and like both Danny and I are working on it but where it at no level of, of what Hattie is at. And it takes a long time, years of journaling and practicing and fostering self-love and understanding to get there. And, like, you even look, I guess, three, four years ago, looking at, like, my own headspace and where I was then to where you are now, mm-hmm. you can see how you – if you do do the, the following practices, how you can evolve into something so much more. But mm. it's amazing what you're doing with the Sports Model Project because there's not enough – coaching around with that style because fitness is is just one element the body is just one element and you can't just say okay i want to coach to get me to this body in 12 weeks it doesn't work like that because why are we all chasing these challenges and and this timeline like it's about so much more and i didn't understand that until like probably the last 12 months into really getting into it and being like wow okay like there's so much more to this
0: yeah
1: yeah. i've coached girls from like their journey to stage their journey to pro cards and the saddest part was they hadn't changed mentally it was yeah. they was still that person down here and i'm like and it makes it hard because it's it's now they're disadvantaged it's disservice because
2: they've got something and they're not quite ready for it yeah. and then you've still got to you're like well now we're here and we've got to really train like this like you're a professional mm. now
1: mm. that's the thing like you know, I take being a pro athlete really seriously and I can kind of laugh at myself for it because I don't know if anyone else takes it as seriously as I do. Um, or you girls probably do because a pro athlete has to be or emulate what a pro athlete is, how they are 365 days a year to themselves, to other people, through their process, through their rituals. It's not an on and off switch when you feel like doing it. No. And it's not that you just get like the first time round, you've started, you know, training and you decide you want to compete and you want to be a pro, it's like that's a great mountain to climb. Yep. But climb the mountain and don't be scared of that. You know, don't be disheartened by hard work. Mm. You know, be excited by hard work. I get so excited for some girls when they've just started this journey to start to understand and see what they're actually truly capable of achieving. Yep. If they're willing to do the work. You know, it took me, I started competing in 2011. I didn't become a pro-athlete two thousand and 14 or i think it was 2014 yeah. um and i did a lot of shows in between that you know i had to keep going and yeah, yeah some sometimes things can be given too easy and then you don't get the lessons that you miss out a lot on lessons is what i'm trying to say yeah mm.
0: and you don't value it as yeah. well i remember competing in may for the first time like i'm gonna be a pro in my first show so naive and silly and then I had not addressed my mindset to the level and it was quite a shock on the stage you remember and then I'm like no all right we'll come back in July eight weeks later came second I'm like cool now I'm really ready to take some good time off I went back to the meditation journaling working on the mindset side of it to then when I stepped on for my third WBF show the one where I was awarded a pro card everyone was like "Danny, you're so zen like why are mm-hmm. you so calm and I'm like I've done all that I can. I already know I'm a pro, mm-hmm. whether someone awards it or not. Um, mm-hmm. It actually got to the point where Nikki Castle was like, where's your pro, Sash? Like, no. <laughs> She's like, what are you doing? It's coming, it? it's coming, it's coming. Just it. wait till tomorrow, thanks. <laughs> but yeah. It was the most, like I worked freaking my ass off, but it was the most, one of the most peaceful experiences to yeah. just be. So present on the yeah. day and that's why what, what I loved yeah. the most about but it. But even
1: before that you'd done shows. So you yes. it wasn't just she did three shows and got a pro card. No, she been had five. been competing yeah. you know for years prior to that and, and done mm. the work and gone away and, and mm. laid you know some more muscle down so that she could then step on the W 5 wbff stage mm. and then do some shows and get feedback and come back and yeah. you know a lot of girls want to do the easy shows to get awarded but why would you want to do that yeah like step on the hard stage yep. and even if you don't win but you place in that top five against a hard lineup that is amazing get yep. your feedback come back again like mm. you know the, the wbff judges love seeing resilience and they love mm. seeing people come back and come back and come back and so does the crowd and mm. so do the people that are around you mm. you know i think we forget you know especially if we're in our we're not we're not living out here we're living in here we forget the impact that we have on other people um you know the people that are watching us yeah. the people that are seeing us grind the people that are seeing us fail forward constantly um but keep getting up and um but keep getting up and that's important to recognize hugely Absolutely,
2: yep. hugely i think it's something that a lot of people don't do is recognize their influence and take mm. it bloody seriously yeah. because if you say something there's a handful of girls out of there that are going to mimic that and copy it and yeah. i think a lot of people need to do take their authority and their voice a hell of a lot more seriously yeah.
1: this is why language is so important if you're a mom you've got to be really really careful about the language that you use out loud towards yourself because your daughter is going to mimic that mm. and that's something that I'm really, actually, quite big on and conscious of, and you know, one of the reasons that I stay a natural phys, a, a fitness model is because if I had a daughter, you know, I'd want her to to appreciate that the body doesn't need to be manipulated. Mm. Um, you know, you're beautiful as you are, and you know, each to your own. You know, I, there was there was a period where I was so close to getting um, my boobs done. My I went to the doctor and I had all the money and. Mm. I'd just come back from uh, one of the shows I'd done overseas, and he said, How'd you go? And I was like, Oh, I won. He's like, Oh, cool. Well, um, look, if you want to get your boobs done, you're going to have to go to another doctor because you're just going to be like everyone else. And I thought,
0: Oh, wow. Far really? Out. He, turned he, said he turned me away. He turned
1: me away. And at first, I was so pissed off, but I'm so grateful because, you know what, I realized if I'm placing my self worth on boobs, I've got some self development to do. There's been yes. little things in my life where I've gone, you need to check yourself before you wreck yourself. Yeah. And now, you know, now I'm like, I love the itty bitty titty committee. You're like, oh, yes. <laughs> yes. No, I don't have to wear bra. It's really nice. And, you know, to be in the space again, where I really enjoy my body, I really, really, really enjoy it. I really, you know, the, the mind is probably more challenging than the, what the body is for me. Yeah. Um, but again, I, I really love my mind and, um, you know, I really like who I am. And, mm. you know, for years it, that, that took a, a lot of time and, it wasn't until I was like, you know what, I'm not going to be anyone else. So how do yes. I be my best self? Yes. Well, you know, I've got to do some work. And the relationship with yourself, unfortunately, can be the hardest one you'll have. But it's not, you know, it's not the arguments. It's it's not the breakdown. It's the repair system that you have with yourself. So mm. what are you doing to repair mm. whatever breakdown is happening at what time? Mm. And that's with any relationship that we have. You know, you're going to have fights with your partner. You're going to have fights with your best friends. You're going to have fights with, or well, maybe arguments with your your athletes but how are you repairing that how you then strengthening that bond and that was something that um you know I learned again and that's probably why I feel the best I've ever felt my entire life right now
0: and it's so evident as well and I just want to really reiterate the fact that you said you don't want to be anyone else now the amount of times that I hear people saying I want to be Hattie I want to be Lauren I want to be Rachel you know Hattie's her and you're so successful because you are purely you you're not mimicking someone else and a lot of these girls think that, oh, if I just copy what they're doing, I'll be happy, but we have to stay true to who we are mm. always mm. And, and find your own niche. Find what you're good at mm, yeah. because all we can ever be is ourselves yeah. and we're freaking perfect at being ourselves because that's all we can be. Yeah,
2: so exactly. I just
0: want everyone to really remember that
2: yeah what makes you special and like what's your identity yeah. and it's easy to get lost in social media and follow trends and feel like you've yeah. got to be wearing a certain brand or doing a certain thing or acting a certain way or competing with a certain federation, mm. but it's not it's just like be true to yourself and ask yourself, does this align with who I am and and who i identify myself as yeah.
0: And we actually rec- started recording. An yeah, I was episode, about to say yeah, that. Yeah, very uh, <laughs> timely on on um, training with breast implants. And we started it. We spoke for ten minutes, and we're like, no, we need to start again. And we started it, and we yep. just did not feel yep. good. We're like, Sherelle, is it how I'm sitting? Is it we need to look at each other? I'm like, put another pot of tea on. And it just (laughs) felt, felt, yeah, it just felt um, so... Unauthentic. Unauthentic. And we're like, you know what? We've got that level of influence now. What if a young girl is looking at herself and like, well, Sherelle and Danny are talking about this thing. I want it. And we're like, we're not going to make the episode.
2: So we scrapped it and we did the episode last week on perspective. And we had so much good feedback on that because it was raw. It was honest. And we just couldn't. And the one thing that with this podcast is when we put nothing out that we don't 100% love Mm. and value and agree with. Because these are words and we take our influence seriously.
0: Absolutely. And Mm. we have to stick to our values or else we'll go along this journey and live such an inauthentic life. And mm. where's the fun in that? Where's the fulfilment? Mm. You, know? you
1: know, it's so funny. I used to wear, like, the most thick padded bras. I swear I could, I really? I could, I could like, knock someone else out. with. Like, <laughs> and then the other, like, for my sister's birthday, they put a bra on. My sister was like, have you got a bra on? And I was like, I don't know, I'm taking
0: it yeah, off. No, no, no. oh, I just oh, felt
1: like, oh, amazing. have you seen a bra? I felt like I had, um... <laughs> Like a a shield on or something. And I was like, it's so heavy. I was like, this is so weird. Yeah. 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 And I
2: love that. And I think everyone loves that about you is like, you just do you. And it's so refreshing to see faces in the industry that do that because you don't need to fit in like cattle. You don't need to look like everyone. And sometimes even like I've watched shows and I'm like, wow, everyone's starting to mold and then look a certain way. On Um,
1: Social media, everyone looks the
2: same. It's the same shit. I'm like, Bit- yeah, mm-hmm. even, but you see it with stage bikinis. Mm.
1: Like, Everything. you're like,
2: yeah.
1: this is where you get like influence. Like, yeah. you know, and, and uh, the girls you said before, like, they're, you know, they're amazing girls and they're doing such great things. Um, yeah. You know, they're good friends of mine, and I, I honestly, I really take my hat off to them. They're mm. doing some really cool things, but you can also do cool things yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. and we're not our success and we're not our failures. No. Nah. Mm. You know, and, and we're not our experiences. We are who we are, and who we want to be, and who we create to be. And I think it's important to own and honor who you want to be to your absolute core. And um, you know, we go through experiences; they can we can get a bit of a shell, and we can start to harden. Um, but eventually, we need to crack that shell open again and, and be soft, and be nurturing, and be open, and, and we'll allow be vulnerable. people to be come yeah. in. Yeah, come in. Vulner- vulnerability is, you it's know, tough. strength. <laughs> it's strength. It's how we grow and. I think it's also important to look at your environment and if you don't have the environment that you want around you, create it within yourself Mm. and then start to find the people that can help Mm. with that environment. In saying
2: all of that, how do you feel like over the last few years or the last 10 years that the
1: fitness industry has changed, especially for women? Oh, I feel like I've been in the fitness industry a long time now. Um, Yeah, definitely the, the strength training side is really... Strong women. Strong women. Shit, yeah, um, it's cool. Has come to be up. Itchy, who um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yes, getting girls to weight train. You know, mm. moving. You know, I like cardio, but it doesn't have to be the main focus.
0: And mm. I think the, you know, encouraging women to. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Feel supported. Totally. Um, I feel like a lot of people are acknowledging the mindset around mindset, why we do things now.
1: Meditation um, journal. I bloody
2: love on. how educated everyone's becoming. Yes, like
0: education. Everyone,
2: I think for women, it was it's not like uh, here's your plan, here's your booty workout, yeah. here's your protein shake. It's more like you know here's your protein shake's it got amino acids and it breaks down to this. Yeah. Like there's a, there's becoming a why behind everything that we do. Yeah. And I think like with coaching, with social media, with with everything that the fitness industry is turning into, it's coming about that because people are going to do more when they understand it. They're going yeah. to they're going to follow more processes if they can understand the rationale and the why behind it. And that was something like when I first started in fitness I was always like why, why, why? Yep. And like no one would want to go to the movies with me because I'm like why?
1: Why?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's I'm like, just tonight, honey. yeah. You it go on your own babe. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I got you a solo ticket. <laughs> but
0: <laughs> Treat yourself. Have some
2: time to yourself. <laughs> but it's it's oh, it's so shit. cool to see how now it's evolving into people are are uh, being educated on
1: the why. Yeah, you know what though, that's I love that space. A, and I follow some really really great um, people on social media because I love the, the you know the education they they create it much simpler than what I teach it. I think, but there is also a space you know for twelve week challenges and booty bands. Mm. Why? Because not everyone is is people just need to show up and do something Mm. yeah you know and and i think we can't again people like to there's a lot of ego in the fitness industry as you as we know and uh people like to poo poo things but there's a space for everything yeah eventually they'll uh, outgrow that and Mm. they'll want content they'll Mm. want education Mm. and that's their stepping stone yeah you know and and i think it's important to recognize it's like you know someone's go to a zumba class go to zumba if someone wants to do a 12-week challenge from their favorite influencer Cool. They can go through that. They'll learn if they like it, if they don't, they'll learn if they want something more, if they're happy with that. Again, we can't steal someone's journey away from them. Whatever Mm -hmm. they want to go through is what they want to go through. And I think that's one thing that, you know, um, a lot of the more educational based um, people can put people down like that. But I don't think you need to do that. I don't think you need to put things, people down for more people to listen to you. People will listen to you because they like listening to you and let, let, let everyone make their own judgment. So, yeah, I love that educate that more people are becoming educated. And there's more coaches out there educating people on why. Mm. Um, but I also like that there's the, there's that space for people to start, yeah. right? And then they can it opens up these amazing pathways wherever they want to go.
2: Yeah, the entry level entry is level. for everyone. Yeah. Like and like we said, fitness isn't just you know. one isolated thing. It's no. just, there's so much more, and there's so many different avenues. Too much education
1: is overwhelming for people. Mm. Oh, sure. Talk it about is. T- teaching someone how to squat and deadlift, you're like. What are the main cues I'm going to give that person? Yeah, because if you are like, chest up, uh, crown on the roof to the, the ceiling, blades yeah. yeah. back, pelvis is, like all these, whatever it is, they're like, what the fuck?
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, and they don't do anything. It's It's so awkward. You know what?
1: I'll just sit in the leg press. Yeah. yeah. That's easy, and it's how
2: we instill fear into people going Isn't into it? the gyms. They're scared they're going to injure themselves. They're moved. They've got too many um, like imbalances, and they, they, when really they just need to go in and move and like yeah. practice.
0: Yeah, and to be a good coach, you have to actually speak on their level. Mm. Speak to you them. You never speak down on someone, yeah. and if you can't relay a fact in layman's terms, then mm. maybe you don't actually know it well enough. Mm. Because we need to be able to teach them. To take action, that's what being a coach is, taking someone from A to B, not just rattling off scientific terms from a yeah. book to try and sound smart yeah
2: because who are you actually speaking to exactly. and sometimes like i i think like this on instagram all the one percenters just talk to the one percenters mm. and like sometimes i watch some people's stories i'm like what the hell are they talking about like yeah. i don't care about that like you know if you can say tuck your tailbone and so, instead of posterior pelvic tilt like that's going to benefit a lot Absolutely. of people so
1: there's a difference between sh- shoulder like um retraction and protraction or like retraction and, and um, depression someone's like yeah or shoulder yeah. blades into your back pockets yeah easy Got exactly it. bang yeah. you know and and they're not be- no one's better or worse it's yeah. just what the one that's going to resonate with you and i think that's really important to understand it's like if you want to go out and get more educated that's awesome but mm. if you just want to be able to do things to the best of you can that you can as simply as you can then that's also great mm. yeah you know I, i'm always like simple is best just teach me the things less is more. Sim- yeah less oh, is sure more is. and i'll get it
0: Definitely. And we always admit that we're still learning. I mean, we've spoken mm. in previous episodes about the things we used to do, like, race trainers, it's things like, like twelve that, months ago. That we no longer <laughs> could do. And that's cool. And we've yeah. had really good feedback because people see the photos of us like that Dallas talk and think that we're these perfect humans, but we're mm. just freaking learning, trial yeah. and error. Just winging it. Yeah. We're teachers and
1: we're and we're students and that's Absolutely. what I think it's really important to be at. If you can if you can be a, a student first you know, eventually you become a teacher,
0: mm.
1: and um, you know that's it. If you if you can't simplify it, then how can you teach it? Mm. Yep. you know, because the next person's gonna be like, "What?" And then you can't break it down for them.
0: Yeah. Mm. Yep. yep. So, what's next for you, Hattie? What are, What are some secrets and surprises that Ooh! we can look forward to? What's
1: next for me? Um, well, so I I was here in Melbourne um, teaching at my train the female athlete seminar with Sebastian mm. Um and I did that in in um, the weekend before in Sydney. So we've got a bit of a demand to continue these seminars, um, Gold Coast and Brisbane, and we probably might come back to Melbourne. Yeah. Um, also be doing another seminar with Tony Batagi. So that would be great. So I really want to step into the space of educating and teaching, even though it petrifies me. Like this is my mountain. Like this is a mountain mm. that I look up and I'm like, um, but it's but, good to hear that because, yeah.
2: you know, it's yeah. refreshing because, like, Danny and I are scared as hell starting this podcast, you know, and, like, we're all scared. We're all putting ourselves yeah. out there. But, it, you know, it's amazing to hear that
1: from someone so high up as you.
0: Yeah. Thanks, girls. <laughs> um,
1: but yeah, it petrifies me. And so so I'm like, well, the only way to get good at it is if I do it. You it's know, right. So we only get good at things we practice. So I have to, yeah, keep, keep doing that. Um, and then I'll get ready for... Get ready for the worlds again, which is exciting. Not sure what category I'm going to do for you. Ooh,
0: she's exciting! (laughs) Uh,
1: And then just you know, training my and coaching my amazing group of women at the Sports Sort of Project. Danny and um, I've got a few girls competing uh, at the LA Pro Show. Um, One of my actually two of my coaches, two of my girls, Mm. Katarina and Natalia, um, are getting ready for that. So, um, and then yeah, all the WFF shows in Australia, getting ready for that for the girls and. Again, just improving my business is, yep. you know, something that I'm really passionate about. I've um, got the neuroscientists. We've got uh, – we're doing a going to roll out a meditation and mindfulness course with Billy who's uh, an incredible uh, meditation and mindfulness coach. So, you know, it, yeah, just my business is really important to me and um, I feel like my own my own competing stuff is probably the easiest thing to do. Mm. Everything else is harder. Everything external of that is, is much harder, like the pr- presenting and then, um, you know, improving systems and coaching with the, with the girls and mm. you know I can't make anyone happy but I can contribute to the skills that they use to create their own happiness and that's something that I'm, I'm mm. really passionate about so is there anything else I'm missing I think that's it really that's wow. a, that's a, that's that's a awesome. lot like that's you got massive. a lot on your yeah. plate we're excited
0: we're very excited to see more from you and to to see you continue to step out of your comfort zone and lead by example it's uh, really cool to see how you how authentic you are and you're an amazing example to everyone Thanks, girls. Oh Thanks God. for having me. So how can people get in contact with you and and work with you and learn from you?
1: Yeah, so um, uh, Hattie Boydle on Instagram. Um, that's probably the best way to contact me. You can click the link in my bio to join my team. Uh, yeah, one, Danny's one of my girls. So, um, yeah, taking on clients. I work with girls for a minimum of six months. So there's a lot of work that's in that six months. And, yeah, as you can see, all the things we spoke about to, today mm. is what I like to coach my girls on. That's actually my, probably my best yeah. Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, that's how
0: I found you. Slid yeah. in the gram. I saw you slide slid in the into DMs. My DMs. I slid in the DMs, and hey, look, now I'm on the couch with you. Straight to somewhere. my, net. <laughs> my net. Ultimate one-on-one oh, coaching, yeah. guys
2: um so thank you again for listening in guys i know you definitely would have gotten something from this episode so please do take a screenshot share it on your instagram story tag hattie tag danielle tag myself and of course the level up podcast and yeah thanks again for um taking the time to be with us here today hattie that was awesome
1: i
0: could talk forever with you girls
1: that was awesome
0: maybe there'll be a part two coming up woo That <laughs> was awesome.
2: Level
1: up.
0: <laughs> it's time to, <laughs> to level, level up. <laughs> <sighs>